books from man's institutions to God's instructions. Does the Torah spell out a blessing for being the middle child? I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. And what about me? I'm the youngest in my family. Today, we want to talk about the firstborn. They are mentioned in the Torah. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Kansas and the Philippines. Also, in case you didn't know, Red Pill Tour can now be heard on Reach Gospel Radio stations in Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. If you're in any of those areas, please listen out for it at 9.30 a.m. on Sundays. Let us know that you heard the program, and please keep us in prayer. At the time of this recording, we're approaching Shavuot 2021, the Feast of Weeks. Mm -hmm. Like the Feast of Unleavened Bread and First Fruits, Shavuot involves giving the first part of something to Elohim in worship. We find this pattern of giving the first things to Elohim woven throughout the Bible. It's a concept first introduced in the Torah. You might think that um, the idea of the first translates over into children and their birth order, but for some reason, the firstborn has not been the chosen of Elohim when we read the story of the patriarchs. We want to take a closer look at the lessons from the firstborn of the patriarchs. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 21, starting at verse 15, says, If a man has two wives, the one loved and the other unloved, and both the loved and unloved wives have borne him children, if the firstborn son is the child of the unloved wife, then when it comes time for him to pass his inheritance on to his sons, he may not give the inheritance due to the firstborn to the son of the loved wife in place of the son of the unloved one, who in fact is the firstborn. No, he must acknowledge as firstborn the son of the unloved wife by giving him a double portion of everything he owns, for he is the first fruit of his manhood, and the right of the firstborn is his. Other children may share in the inheritance, but the firstborn child gets a double portion, according to this instruction. Mm -hmm. Tim, let's look at some family history in the Torah. We'll notice that Elohim did things differently. Mm -hmm. So Genesis 4, starting at verse 3, says, In the course of time, Cain brought an offering to Jehovah from the produce of the soil. And Abel, too, brought from the firstborn of his sheep, including their fat. Jehovah accepted Abel and his offering, but did not accept Cain and his offering. Cain was very angry, and his face fell. Jehovah said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why so downcast? If you're doing what is good, shouldn't you hold your head high? In this scripture, we are specifically told that Abel offered from the firstborn of his sheep. The contrast between his and Cain's offering is pretty clear. Elohim was neither impressed nor pleased with Cain and his offering. Now, Cain was the firstborn son of Adam. This is also one of those places in Scripture 
where it is not recorded that Elohim taught Abel what is acceptable to him, but it looks like Abel knew what to do. Because we know that our Elohim is gracious to everyone, we can infer that Cain was taught about what is acceptable to Elohim as well. Cain gave what he chose to give, and it was not accepted. Now let's follow the blessing of Elohim through the lines of the Hebrew people. We'll start with Abraham, the first Hebrew. Amen, Mama. Now we remember that Abraham's firstborn child was Ishmael. When Jehovah told Abraham that he would fulfill his covenant through a child born by Sarah and not Hagar, Abraham said to Elohim, If only Ishmael could live in your presence. Elohim answered, No. But Sarah, your wife, will bear you a son, and you are to call him Isaac, or laughter. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. But as for Ishmael, I have heard you. I have blessed him. I will make him fruitful and give him many descendants. He will father twelve princes, and I will make him a great nation. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you at this time next year. That is Genesis chapter 17, verses 18 through 21. When Isaac had children, the firstborn was passed over in the case of his twin sons. Romans 9 tells the story, starting at verse 10. It says, And even more to the point in the case of Rebekah, for both her son or for both her children were conceived in a single act with Isaac, our father. And before they were born, before they had done anything at all, either good or bad, so that Elohim's plan might remain a matter of his sovereign choice, not dependent on what they did, but on Elohim, who does the calling. It was said of her, the older will serve the younger. This agrees with where it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. So are we to say it's unjust for Elohim to do this? Heaven forbid. For to Moshe, he says, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will pity whom I pity. Thus, it doesn't depend on human desires or efforts, but on Elohim who has mercy. Although Jacob was the second born, the blessing was on him. Reuben was Israel's firstborn son, but the blessing did not go to him. When he was about to die, Israel foretold the future of his sons and the people who would come from them. Here is what he said to Reuben in Genesis 49, verse 3 and 4. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my strength, the firstfruits of my manhood. Though superior in vigor and power, you are unstable as water. Yikes. So your superiority will end because you climbed into your father's bed and defiled it. He climbed onto my concubine's couch. We know that Reuben's inappropriate contact with his father's concubine was an act of great disrespect. Mm -hmm. Reuben received the response that his impetuous character deserved. The firstborn blessing was taken from him and given to Joseph. In Genesis chapter 48, starting at verse 8, we read about Israel's blessing on the sons of Joseph. It says, Then Israel noticed Joseph's sons and asked, Whose are these? 
Joseph answered his father, They are my sons whom Elohim has given me here. Jacob replied, I want you to bring them here to me so that I can bless them. By then Israel was very old and blind. Skipping down to verse 13 it says, Then Joseph took them both, Ephraim in his right hand towards Israel's left hand, and Manasseh in his left hand towards Israel's right hand, and brought them near to him. But Israel put out his right hand and laid it on the head of the younger one, Ephraim, and put his left hand on the head of Manasseh. He intentionally crossed his hands, even though Manasseh was the firstborn. Then he blessed Joseph. The Elohim in whose presence my father Abraham and Isaac lived, the Elohim who has been my own shepherd all my life long this day, the angel who has rescued me from all harm, bless these boys. May they remember who I am and what I stand for, and likewise my fathers Abraham and Isaac, who they were and what they stood for, and may they grow into teeming multitudes on the earth. When Joseph saw that his father was laying his right hand on Ephraim's head, it displeased him. And he lifted up his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head and place it instead on Manasseh's head. Joseph said to his father, Don't do it that way, my father, for this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know that, my son, I know it. He too will become a people and he too will be great. Nevertheless, his younger brother will be greater than he, and his descendants will grow into many nations. Then he added this blessing on them that day. Israel will speak of you in their own blessings by saying, May Elohim make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. Thus he put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. In case our listeners didn't know, that is a blessing prayed over Jewish boys every Sabbath to this day. Mm -hmm. The fact that the firstborns were passed over in the line of the patriarchs also gives us a message from Elohim. His rejection of the oldest sons of the patriarchs reminds us that his ways are not our ways or our human ways. Remember what we read in or what we read in Romans 9 so that Elohim's plans might remain a matter of his sovereign choice not dependent on what they did, but on Elohim, who does the calling. Just as Elohim passed over David's older brothers to choose David as king, he chose to pass over some older brothers to choose younger ones for his blessings to continue. We read from Romans 9 earlier in the podcast. Here are a few more verses that shed light on the story of the firstborns. Romans chapter 9, verses 6-8 through 8 says, But the present condition of Israel does not mean that the word of Elohim has failed, for not everyone from Israel is truly part of Israel. Indeed, not all the descendants are seed of Abraham. Rather, what is to be called your seed will be in Isaac. In other words, it is not the physical children who are the children of Elohim, but the children the promise refers to who are considered seed. Let's be clear. This scripture is not supporting replacement theology. Rather, Elohim chose Isaac, who was conceived in faith, to carry the blessing. The blessings of Elohim have always been accessed by faith. And that goes for those who were born into the covenant as well. Amen. 
We have met people who assert Jewish blood and in doing so assert their preeminence over us. By the way, we don't know our lineage too far back, and so for all we know, we may have been born Hebrew or Jewish. I don't know. Yah knows. Anyway, we've heard some Jewish people say that they were actually better than other groups of people. We've also heard other people who bitterly attack the claims of Jewish people and accuse them of appropriating another group's identity. Since we have embraced the Hebrew roots of our faith, we have seen a lot, Daddy. That's for sure. At the end of the day, the lessons of the patriarchs tell us that Jehovah will bless who he will bless. Amen. His covenant with Israel is irrevocable, and that's a great blessing for the world. Amen. If Elohim did revoke his covenant, no one could be saved, because his salvation, his Yeshua, cannot be separated from his covenant. Being born under the covenant or grafted in is the grace part. Our faith is still required for us to receive Yeshua, salvation, whether born or grafted in. So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and make assumptions about how Elohim will use you based on the circumstances of your birth? Or take the red pill and realize that the circumstances of your birth, like birth order, nationality, family education level, economic status, do not limit your value to the kingdom of Elohim. Our Heavenly Father is so good and He has good plans for each of us and opportunities for each of us to contribute to His body. No big eyes or little U's, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Gentile, for the same Lord overall is rich unto all that call upon Him. Amen, Mama. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please go back and listen again to what was shared and talk about it with family and friends. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you can handle the truth.